Hey guys, I'm Drew. I'm Farah. And we are HPC Global Online Pastors. We're so glad that you joined us for today's message. We hope that it encourages you, builds your faith, and just makes your life better. Now watch this message, and we'll be right back. Look at somebody and tell them, chase your dreams. We all have dreams of some sort at some time on some level in our life. Maybe, as I said earlier today, maybe there was a time that you dreamed of having a home and now you have a home. Maybe you're still dreaming for your own home. Keep dreaming. Maybe there was a time that you dreamed of a spouse that would love you and love God and stand by your side in good times and bad times. And Maybe you have that. Maybe you're looking for that. Keep dreaming. Maybe the dream is that your children will be well. Maybe your dream is to kick that chronic illness that has attacked your life. See, I believe that you can interchange the, the dream of God with the plan of God also. And I believe that he has plans for you. But chasing your God-given dream is a pursuit usually fueled by passion, courage, and faith. It's about embracing the purpose. How many know that you have a purpose? It's about embracing the potential. We all have potential with God inside of us that has been intricately woven into the fabric of your being. Do you know that if you have a, a, a quiet personality, there's a purpose for that? If you have a loud personality, there's a purpose for that. If, you, if you're tall, there's a purpose for that. If you're short, there's a purpose for that. Do not discount who you are because God created you who you are. And as you start the journey to your dream, I believe that you'll be propelled by a divine calling and a belief that you have been equipped Look at somebody and tell them, I am equipped. You are equipped with the necessary gifts and talents to make an impact. And right in the middle of the inevitable challenges and uncertainties, I believe by the authority of God that you can find strength in the knowledge that you are not alone but that you are being guided by God's power. With determination, with perseverance, I believe that you'll move forward and you'll know that the fulfillment of your God-given dream will not only bring you joy and you fulfillment, but I believe with all my heart, it will also bring a greater good serving as a testimony and a testament to the boundless possibilities when someone aligns their will with the divine purpose set for them by God, you will know what your dream is. Somebody look at somebody else and say, chase your dream. If you're gonna chase your dreams, you gotta trust God's plan. Woo, 
how many trust God's plan? That's easy in here in this morning with all this praise and worship and all this good atmosphere. It's easy to say, oh, I trust God's plan. But you'll know that you trust God's plan when you don't feel good, but you still declare that you're healed. You know that you trust God's plan when you look around and you're all alone, but you say, I'm not lonely because I got Jesus. You know that you trust God's plan when you look around and you wish that things were better at your job, but you know that God has a purpose for every step that you take and that every place that you go is ordered by God. I believe that Jeremiah 29, 11 sets in stone for us what God's purpose is for our life. For I know the plans and I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Says who? Says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. I believe that God has a purpose and a plan for every one of us. The plan has to become essential. It has to become an essential part of our life to believe in the dream and to believe in and have aspirations that God has placed in your heart. When we trust in his promises, we can confidently pursue the dreams that are before us knowing that he has good plans for us and not bad plans. I will not be a preacher and I will not deny that I may have done it before and I ask you and God to forgive me but I will not. I, you know one thing, somebody said the other day, they didn't ask me this question but I was, I was in the presence of someone that asked this question. They said, what have you learned over the years? And as I started thinking about that, what have I learned over the years? There's one thing that I've learned I've learned what my assignment is in the kingdom of God. And my assignment is to help you understand that life ain't over. If you are breathing, there's a plan. If you're breathing, it's God's will that you're healthy. If you're breathing and you're walking, it's God's will that you're in a marriage that is healthy. If you're breathing and you're walking and you're a teenager, it's God's will that your relationship with your parents is healthy. And it's your responsibility as well as your parents' responsibility to make sure it's healthy. Come on, somebody. If you are here and you're a wife, God's plan for you is to be be, be honored and, and placed in the place of a queen in your home. If you're a husband, you are to be honored and placed as the king of your home. Not to be over one or the other, but to be in the rightful place so that you can help each other do exactly what you're supposed to do. I d believe with all my heart that God's dream for you and his plan for you is everything the scripture says. So over the years, I've learned that my job is not to tell you what is not right with your life, but to encourage you to find God and he will show you what is right with your life. What is your plan? What is God's plan for your life? Somebody say, chase your dream. If you're gonna chase your dreams, 
you got to work hard. Colossians 3.23, every lazy person needs to put this scripture in their Bible right here. Look at somebody and say, are you lazy? Now don't look at somebody and say, you are lazy. I said, ask the question. <laughs> whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort something done for the Lord and not for men. Listen, you do not have to work for God's approval. You do not have to work for God's love. You do not have to work for God's favor. You do not have to work for salvation. But here's a fact for you. You can put this in your pipe and smoke it. Dreams only work if you do. Pursuing your dreams requires hard work and dedication. I believe this verse reminds us to approach every endeavor that we have in our heart with determination and with wholehearted effort, recognizing that our work is ultimately for the glory of God. Every time that Shaggy puts a, a new stereo system or a new alarm system on a car, I believe that he does this because I know him. But he's not just doing that for the customer. He's not just doing it to, to get finances into his pocket, but he's doing it for the glory of God. Everything we do, if you work wherever you work, I'm not gonna start naming names. If you work wherever you work, you ought to work as you are working under the Lord. You know what, if you get that attitude and you do that, here's what'll happen. You'll stop being so mad at your boss. You'll stop being so gripey about your management. Listen, if you don't like your job, praise God, find another one. I'm not telling you to stay there in bad conditions. What I am telling you to do is be in bad conditions in the condition that you trust Jesus and not the company. You, that God is your source and not that company. It changes everything. They'll think you are the best employee since light bread and chicken wire. If you, will, if you will work as unto the Lord, and I also believe if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. I also believe that you'll get you'll get uh, promotions that you didn't put in for. You'll get promotions that people above you don't wanna give you. Why? Because I believe God will move people out of the way just to move you up to keep his will as long as you are willing to do your part. This verse reminds us to work ultimately for the glory of God. See, God gets glory for your beautiful marriage. Amen. God gets glory for you living in a beautiful home. God gets glory for your children growing up in a healthy environment. By working hard, we honor him and move closer to the realization of our dreams because sometimes marriage ain't easy, it's hard. But when you are willing to put the hard work in, your family will be blessed. Sometimes having a beautiful home takes a lot of hard work and, 
and sometimes more than one job. But if you want a home and, and you believe for a home, you keep being a tither and a giver. Keep working hard. Keep believing that God's will for you is to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And I believe you'll get that home. We did. We were living in Nashville, Tennessee in 1997 and we were broke as a joke living in a two-bedroom apartment with one little five-year-old running around just tearing everything up and one little brand new little baby and we didn't have two pennies to rub together but I tell you what we did if we had a tithe we gave it we gave it and you say what do you mean if you had a tithe if I made money I had a tithe God doesn't expect you to give what you don't have but if you have a dollar you got a dime to give to him and if you will be faithful in that, he will bring you, he will bring you a phone call and you walk in from your job at Coca-Cola one day and, and your wife will say, hey, somebody called and wants to know if we want to buy the daycare, which was a business that would pay for the home. And I said, did you tell him yes? She said, with what? I said, I don't know. Just tell him, yes, we want it. And when we told him, yes, we want it, he said, well, I'll own her finance for the first year. In the first year, I went from not having anything we borrowed $20,000 to put a down payment on. We also saved $20,000 to actually buy the place and we paid both of those off and as I, I worked a job and I worked the daycare and she worked the daycare and yes, it was round the clock and it was hard work but guess what? It produced a beautiful home which produced a beautiful life for my children and I'm thankful today that my home is debt free because of that place and the reason is because I wasn't afraid to believe that God had better nor was I afraid to work hard to see it come to pass. He'll also bring you to East Tennessee with very little and then let you sell a seven figure home in about 12 years. He'll let you do that too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> If you're going to chase your dreams, look at somebody, by the way, and say, chase your dreams. If you're going to chase your dreams, you got to be an overcomer. And you don't become an overcomer by seeing things happen to be an overcomer. You become an overcomer by believing and speaking that you're an overcomer, and then you watch it happen. Philippians 4.13, 4.13, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient. This is my favorite translation of this verse. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Ooh, that's good stuff. In other words, I'm all that I need to be just simply because he's all that he needs to be. And I'm in him and he's in me. I am ready for anything. Look at somebody say, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything. You're not less than. Through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Along the journey toward our dreams, it is a fact you will encounter challenges and obstacles. But I want to use this verse to remind you that God's strength is your strength. And we have the ability to overcome anything. 
When we rely on him, we can find the resilience. Have you ever thought, man, how did they, how did they snap out of that? How'd they get back from that? I didn't think I'd ever see them doing that again. Have you ever said that? I think I've probably said that about a few people. I promise you the resilience and the perseverance that's needed to press on will come to you when you decree and declare that no matter the difficulties we face, greater is he that is in me that whatever's coming against me and I'm gonna continue to chase my dreams and I am going to be an overcomer in every situation. If you chase your dream, if you're gonna chase your dreams, Look at somebody and tell them, chase your dreams. If you're gonna chase your dreams, you gotta trust God's timing. <laughs> That's easier said than done. Ecclesiastes 3.1. Have you got that up there? I want everybody to read this with me at the same time out loud. One, two, three, read. There is a season, a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. God's timing. Times. Our dreams don't unfold as quickly as we hoped. Although I'm thankful that we have hope. We are not to live by hope. We are to live by faith, which, which is the substance of things hoped for. We have to remind ourselves that there is a season for everything. Trusting in God's timing allows us to remain patient and it allows us to remain steady. Y'all remember the story about the tortoise and the hare? The hare was cocky because he was a little faster. But the tortoise kept going and he won the race. Why? Because about the time you think you got the ability to happen, you get bored and fall asleep. And the tortoise knows that he's got a, a journey to keep going. Trusting in God's timing allows us to remain patient and steady knowing that he will bring our dreams to fruition in his perfect time. I'm thankful with faith and perseverance we can pursue our dreams in a way that honors God and brings fulfillment to our lives. I'm telling you, the property that he brought us on in 1997 has brought, it, it has brought so much honor to God because we allowed it to be used for God. And it, it has brought so much fulfillment into our lives. Now it's, it's gone, but, but I promise you, I'm still feeling the residual effects of owning that property. And, that, and, and you know what? When I see that man that gave me that opportunity, I honor him with every ounce that I can because he was willing to do something for me. Do you know there's people in your life that make it possible for you to chase after your dreams? Honor those people. If you got people in your life, if it's your mama, your grandma, some of us have got grandmamas that, that we can't do no wrong. 
Everything we do is right. And you know what? If you're chasing your dream, you might need to talk to grandmama every once in a while so that she can build you up. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it is your spouse, whatever. But appreciate those people. I told y'all I'm in a season where God's just dropping things in my heart and I, I ask him to help me become a writer, more of a writer because I've written my whole life. And I want to I want to leave this with you. And the name of this is Chasing Our God-Given Dream. In the hush of night beneath the starry gleam, we set out on a journey chasing our God-given dream. In the quiet whispers of the wind, we can start to hear the calling of our hearts and it becomes crystal clear. Through valleys deep and mountains high, we walk on reaching for the sky. For in our souls, a fire burns so bright, guiding us through the darkest night. Hand in hand, we face the unknown. With faith as our compass, we keep on keeping on. Bound by hope and love's sweet embrace, we keep moving forward at a steady pace. Every time we stumble and every painful fall, only seems to serve as fuel to our call. For it is in the struggle we come to find our strength and learn that victory doesn't come in the middle, but it comes at the end. So through trials and tests, we continue to persevere because our God-given dream, we can feel it coming near. For it's in the pursuit of what sets our soul aflame we find purpose and we find meaning in our God-given dream. That was such a good word and we really do hope that it made your life better. Why don't you share it with a friend so it can encourage them too? Yes, and living a life with Jesus is so easy. The Bible says all you do is say with your mouth that you believe that Jesus is your Savior. You believe that in your heart and you shall be saved. So I encourage you, say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I believe you are my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It's that easy, and welcome to the family. Now we want to connect with you on our socials and on our website. You'll find more ways that you can partner with us. Thank you for joining us. And now go out and dream big. Because we serve a, a big, big God. God.